0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the INFJ Growth Podcast. This is Jilly. Today, I want to talk about a hard topic, but a really important topic. And it is that INFJs have a massive tendency for overthinking and getting stuck in our own thoughts and overanalyzing and perfectionism. This is debilitating sometimes and the scariest part is that we can be so lost inside of our heads for such long periods of time and we don't even realize it. We don't realize what's causing it. We don't realize the effect that it's having on us and the people around us and Some of the darkest, most terrible times of my life were when I was stuck in this loop and it's called NITI loop. So it is when we loop from our dominant function, which is the introverted intuition, and we bypass extroverted feeling, which is our normal healthy decision-making function. And we go right into our tertiary function, which is introverted thinking We are meant to have balance between our internal and external worlds. And when we are cut off from people for whatever reason, for long periods of time, we can't use our normal decision-making function because we typically and primarily prefer to make decisions based on the the emotions, the feelings, and the, the harmony of our relationships and the people around us. So if we're cut off from that, we're stuck inside our own heads. And we then have to pair our dominant function, that perceiving introverted intuition, with another introverted function, our deciding function, which is that internal logic with thinking. So with with the thinking function, it's not just logic that determines it and that defines that type of function. It's also looking at cause and effect and consequences of decisions and reasons why. So a lot of times when we are cut off from other people or if we are in, say, an unhealthy emotional relationship or we are with people who don't make their feelings very well known, especially T-types often will keep their feelings very close to themselves and conceal them, And not even intentionally. A lot of T-types are just unaware (laughs) of their own feelings and emotions. So they naturally kind of close those off and don't make them very well known. And especially if you're an INFJ with people who are either your partner or close people in your life who are a T-type, we can often detect and read their emotions so much better than they would ever be aware of them. And I I think that it can become a little bit unnerving for them because we can see those feelings that they have, even though they're not aware of them. And they can sometimes become defensive or project those feelings back onto you and become a little bit critical or deny the feelings altogether and put it back on you. And so if we have those types of relationships where we aren't able to leverage our extroverted feeling very effectively, if it if we're kind of punished for lack of a better word or dissuaded or discouraged from using that function, then we're kind of stuck having to go to that thinking function. And what will happen is we will be by ourselves and analyzing. And if we aren't, connected to other people in order to be able to use that feeling function and if we maybe don't understand the reasons why people act certain ways or if we can tell that something's going on with their feelings and emotions but they aren't aware of it and they kind of shut you off from that we can be very prone to analyzing other people and analyzing their feelings and trying to get to the that root cause of it the cause and effect. Like why? Why did this person say this thing? Why did they say this thing? What's their? Un- what's the underlying meaning of why they said this thing? So we're looking for answers, which is that logic function, and then we are also not just looking at the surface of why did they say that, which would be extroverted sensing, but we take that introverted intuition and we look for the deeper meaning. We look for the pattern. We look for signs that might support one way or another, and we're not meant to do that for long periods of time. We need our feeling function to be able to have healthy psychological balance so that we don't get stuck in our heads. And the problem is that feelings are not rational. They're not logical. People say things they don't mean all the time. They aren't aware of their feelings a lot of time. so we're kind of stuck in this analysis of trying to figure out what the underlying meaning is of our interactions. If, if we can't just ask the person and get a straight answer and it, it can be so frustrating. You can feel very stuck. You can be thinking through different scenarios in 15 different ways of what it might mean. And you're, you're trying to get closure emotionally because, The J of the INFJ, that judging function, that is our extroverted feeling. So that means that we like to have closure with emotions. We like to have closure with discussions. We like to have closure with understanding where people are at and where we are at and what is going to come of, say, a hard discussion. Or if we have a conversation where we can tell that someone is maybe... Not hiding their emotions, but they aren't being maybe forthcoming. And we can tell that there's more below the surface, but we can't actually get that information because they won't share it. We can feel it's almost physical pain about it. Because if we get into an argument with someone and there's no closure to it and there's no decisive outcome to it, that feels very unsettling. It feels just this nagging sensation that something is wrong, and because we can't use that extroverted feeling function to be able to to get that closure that we need, because obviously we can't control other people, that's when that analysis kicks in, and we start to think about feelings. And we're not meant to think about feelings. Feelings are not logical. They're not rational. We can't control our own feelings. We can't control the feelings of other people. All we can do is control how we respond to those. And if we go with our natural tendency, our natural response is to then analyze them. And it it, it can almost feel, uh, it almost feels like a, a compulsion or almost like an addiction because initially you feel like you're being productive Because, again, if you have a a conversation with someone and it it doesn't end well, and there's really no answers to, to where they're at emotionally, you can sit there and feel scared and uncertain and like crap about yourself, or you can do something about it. And. Thinking about them in our minds is doing something about it. Like we're trying to get that closure. We're trying to figure out what the what the meaning of this is. We're trying to figure out what the the consequence of this is going to be. And then then we look to the future to try to predict what's going to happen. And it, it it feels productive. It feels like you're getting somewhere. It feels like you're doing something. We struggle so much with sitting with our feelings. It feels so uncomfortable. We don't understand them. We don't have very good awareness of our feelings. For the longest time, guys, I didn't even know there was a difference between thoughts and feelings, as ridiculous as that sounds. I had to go to therapy for quite a while before I realized that, oh, feelings are one or two words. They're not, I would say, I feel blah, 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 but like it would just be a bunch of thoughts and judgments and rationalizations, and I I really thought that that was how I felt. But it wasn't. It was my thoughts and analysis of an emotional situation where it's impossible to analyze anything and to to make logical sense of it because our emotions and feelings and relationships aren't really logical. And that's just the nature of human behavior and relationships. The more that we try to make something make sense to us or to get to the root cause and figure out why this is happening... The more that we keep running in circles and it we just end up exhausted, we end up frustrated, we can either isolate and not want to be around people or we can develop unhealthy relationships with people where we are being codependent or reliant on them to keep us out of our heads so that we can have those positive emotional relationships, but a lot of times they're not healthy. So recognizing that the times that we're stuck in analyzing emotions or analyzing what something means or trying to predict or understand the the motives behind what people do or trying to get to that deeper cause it just recognizing that okay this this is happening I feel very disconnected. I feel very stressed. I feel, you know, it kind of goes either way. You can feel really stressed and anxious, and sometimes you can also feel very detached and disconnected and cold. And even though it feels like we're being productive by analyzing feelings, we, we have to recognize that it actually is doing more harm to us than good. In the short term, it feels more productive. We don't feel as engulfed by our emotions, and it, it gives us something to do instead of having to sit without emotional pain. But it it's a self-limiting process because, again, there, there's no making sense of these things. And even though it feels good in the beginning, if we keep it up, we're going to keep analyzing 15,000 different scenarios, and we we start to unconsciously realize that there is no way to predict what's going to happen. There's no way to analyze or truly get emotional closure if we're sitting by ourselves. There's no there's no positive outcome to trying to analyze something that is unanalyzable. I don't even think that's a word. <laughs> so the solution is to to find ways to get out of your head, to stop analyzing emotions. It is a lifelong process for anybody, but especially for INFJs, to be able to learn how to sit with our feelings. It is freaking hard. I am 35 years old, and just in the last year, I have started to learn to be able to do this. I would always want to do something with feelings. I would want to talk them out. I would want to just do something to get them out of me because I, I hated feeling that overwhelm of feelings. I hated that. Just it, it just ah, feels so heavy and just anxiety inducing. And it, it's crazy because we're so skilled at dealing with the feelings of others. And we are so skilled at interpreting what other people are thinking and feeling and helping them to navigate their feelings. But we are so utterly clueless about our own feelings And that's a big difference between INFJs and INFPs. Even though there's only one letter different, we actually don't share any functions with an INFP. Their dominant function is introverted feeling. So they are very in touch with their own feelings. They're very connected to their own feelings. They make decisions based on their own feelings not us. We are not connected to our own feelings. And it it takes a lot of work for us to be able to be aware of it. Because just because we aren't aware of our feelings doesn't mean that we don't have them. It just means that we are not naturally going to pick up on them. We are going to want to do something with them, whether it's analyzing them or talking about them or just doing something to get them out of us. And it it's taken me such a long time, but it has been so helpful and so empowering to not feel debilitated by my own feelings or by the feelings of other people. Because a, a lot of times we we don't have a ton of feelings on our own. If we are left on our own without a ton of outside interaction, INFJs are actually fairly emotionally neutral. If we wake up in the morning, we we generally don't wake up feeling terrible or really good like, like FI types do or feeling types do who have introverted feeling. They have their own feelings that are going on that aren't necessarily related to what's going on around them. INFJs are a lot less likely to have that unless there is an outside trigger or source of emotions or feelings. We don't feel a lot on our own, but when we are around those feelings, we feel them very deeply. And it, it's so important to be able to recognize and differentiate between our own feelings and other people's feelings and the, the reaction that we have internally to other people's feelings. And it, it, it's so hard, but there's nothing to do with. With feelings. You can't do anything with them. You can't analyze them to make them go away. You can't get up and be really productive to make them go away. You can suppress them or repress them, but they're still there. So if if you're getting sucked into analysis paralysis and overthinking everything, just recognizing that there's a possibility that you could be in an NITI loop, You could be looping between your intuition and your thinking and just being stuck inside yourself and feeling productive initially, but feeling just debilitated and helpless, honestly, because you feel like you can't do anything about it. Just recognizing what's happening is so important and taking accountability, because even though it's not your fault that your brain is wired like that, or it's not your fault that you have relationships in your life with people who are not in touch with their feelings and you end up kind of being stuck in thinking and analysis mode, it is still our responsibility to to do something with that. And I don't mean doing something in analysis. I mean, taking accountability that we have a choice in how to respond. We don't have to analyze and overthink. It's our natural default, but it is not an inevitability and it's not a requirement so the sooner that we can use introverted thinking as it's intended which is to counterbalance extroverted feeling and sometimes that includes putting up boundaries emotionally so that you don't overly identify with other people's feelings that's the healthy way to use introverted thinking so if you're if you're stuck, in your own head, thinking about things, thinking about feelings for long periods of time, do something to get out of that. And it has to be something outside of you. If you have someone close in your life, other people who maybe are not that relationship that you're struggling with overthinking, any way that you can connect with the healthy feelings of others is really helpful. I I know I said this on a previous episode, but sometimes even listening to a podcast will be helpful for me, something that I find really inspiring. Music sometimes can get me feeling more down, but if I if I listen to a podcast that's inspiring or has people who are discussing big picture ideas or things that make me feel really lit up, that will sometimes even get me out of my own head without me having to directly interact with people. Just hearing people talk sometimes can be enough to to get me out of my head without needing to interact and being exhausted by people. You can also do something outside of your house. So engage that introvert or excuse me, extroverted sensing, that inferior function. You have to be careful with that because you don't want to to overly rely on extroverted sensing, but sometimes it can be helpful to go on a walk outside. Even just sitting in a coffee shop sometimes can help me to get out of that overthinking, something that engages like your hands or something that is a hobby that you can do that, gets your thoughts out of your own head and focuses on the world around you and directly engaging with the world around you is so helpful for breaking out of those loops and those spirals. So just recognize these times when they come up and remember that it's not your fault that you have this brain and it's not your fault that these are your natural tendencies And it is completely within your control and it is your responsibility to to do it differently and to respond differently. And it is completely possible. If any of this resonated with you, I would love if you reached out to me and let me know. Um, I am on Instagram at infj.growth or you can shoot me an email. It's jilly at infjgrowth.com and I will put that in the show notes. If you enjoyed this topic specifically, let me know because there are other types of NITI loop that show up that are not just analyzing people's feelings, but also we can get into analysis paralysis and feeling really indecisive or perfectionism or feeling overwhelmed and stuck because you are thinking through like procrastinating almost a zillion different scenarios, but you kind of are incapacitated because you are overthinking your actions and the the things of the future. If you'd like to hear any episodes on that, let me know. Or if there's any specific thing that you're struggling with or things that you want to know more about from an INFJ perspective, let me know. I, I want this to be as helpful and practical as it can be for you guys. So that would make me super happy. I will see you guys next time. Oh, oh and it would make me super happy if you could um, leave a review for this podcast so that it helps other people to find it too. Or if you have any other INFJs in your life or people who know you, because sometimes it's hard for us to explain ourselves to people who are not INFJs, even sharing this with someone else, if it would help them to understand you better, or if it would help to share you know, any aspects of it. Sometimes episodes of podcasts are good ways to start conversations with people so that it's a little bit less pressure than you kind of putting that pressure on them to, to understand something. And it can be helpful to have an outside source of information to, to open up their perspective. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means so much to me and I will see you guys next time. Bye.